Hey there, and welcome to Everyday Awesome, a podcast featuring dynamic discussions with interesting, innovative, and inspiring people from all walks of life. I'm your host, Trisha G., and I'm excited and grateful you are here. I was that kid who pretended to interview people using a paper towel tube microphone, and I had a great time doing that. And today I'm having an even better time taking that playful reporter style passion to a real mic to bring you fun and enlightened conversations with amazing people doing awesome things. People who are game changers, inspiring themselves and others, never letting adversity stop them, impacting the world around them, and having a blast on the journey of this thing that we all call life. You may be wondering why listen to this podcast and who the heck is Trisha G? (laughs) Well, I love learning and connecting, and my background as a teacher, therapist, endurance cyclist, coach, and nonprofit leader have guided me to create this podcast for you. In each episode, my guests will be sharing nuggets of successful strategies, tips, and inspiration to lift your spirits, ignite your soul, and elevate your day. Stick around, hit play, and together, let's make every day awesome. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Awesome. I'm your host, Trisha G, and I am so happy that you are here with me today. I like to bring on people who are doing amazing things and having, I don't know, just being awesome in the world. So today, in my second podcast episode with a real live person besides myself, (laughs) I have the honor and the true pleasure of spending time chatting with one of my very close friends who raises spirits and off in the roof (laughs) with his incredible talent and his soulfully loud, healing, and hip-shaking music, (laughs) Mr. Danny Click. (laughs) Welcome, Danny. I hope I can live up to all that. I know, right? <laughs> well, no That's pressure. A big introduction. I'm a little nervous now. Okay, well, doing, <laughs> I, you know, now you, now I'm a little nervous. Now that you're nervous, <laughs> no, I feel really good. And honestly, that introduction is is my truth. It's how I feel about you, and you. why I have you on here today on Every Day Awesome. Thank you. Well, you've been to a lot of shows, so you you must like the music. You've been to a lot. Of shows. <laughs> You know, I can't even count how many shows. I mean, it's been, well, at least a couple hundred. I'd say. I mean, at least. At least. You know, that reminds me. So you're my guest number two for my little podcast that could. (laughs) It just started a few weeks ago. And I'm very grateful that you're sharing your talent and your time with me and with you, all of you who are listening. Well, so I invite guests on my podcast who can offer the three I's that I like to say. Interesting, inspiring, and innovative. Oh. And Danny, I believe you are all these. Plus, there's many more I's. You could, you're iconic, <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> insightful, and I'm sure there's other Irritating. I's. Irritating. <laughs> well, hopefully not today. <laughs> not today. But, uh, you know, that, that's one that we can all be, actually, for sure. So, <laughs> but I'm excited for you to be here. For those of you who are new to Danny Click, this is your lucky day. Seriously, his music has reached number one on country, pop, and Americana charts. He's a one-of-a-kind, amazingly gifted musician, an awesome musician, in my opinion, and truly one of the greats. So, Danny, maybe we could share with you, the listener, how we met. Do you remember how we met? I do. I think it was at the Sleeping Lady in Fairfax, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. On, I don't know what year was it. Two thousand twelve, maybe. Could have been two thousand. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Two thousand twelve. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping Lady. Oh gosh, can you believe that? Eight years. Man, that was a moment in time. That was an amazing little scene. I mean, who knew? I, I didn't have any idea it would grow into what it grew into, and then I didn't have any idea how important it was until it was gone, which is like how life is. You never know what you have till it's gone, and you never know what something will mean when you first start out. It was an amazing Absol- Absolutely, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's eight years ago. Sleeping Lady was this small venue in Fairfax that was also a restaurant, 
and I, they had this tiny little stage and they had tables and a bar. And so I, myself as a dancer, I mean, I love, love, love to dance. There was this one little <laughs> three or five foot area where we could dance to your music. And it was always full and people were dancing between the tables. I mean, it was that kind of a small place, but the, the talent, I mean, didn't you play with Carlos Santana there? We did. He came in in that fall of 2011. No, 2000. Yeah, 2011 he came in. And that fall he came in and uh, sat in with us, which was like nerve-wracking, amazing. One of my heroes, you know. Well, he was one one of the musicians who was inspired you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to listen to Braxis when I was a kid. I always tell the story. We used to put up blacklight posters, get a new blacklight poster, put on a Braxis and listen to it full blast on the eight track deck. Right. Oh, now I'm my. dating myself. I'm dating myself. But, well, uh, I need yeah, to. It was, it, was it was amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I looked you up on Wikipedia because. Oh, there's a Wikipedia? <laughs> You're on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, no. That can't well, be good. Oh, it was, you know, I know you're putting me up on Wikipedia. They're out of ideas. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We need to write them and say, Hey, you forgot this and forgot that. Cause I've had so many conversations with you over the years, going to your shows, helping to sell merchandise, just being kind of a a Danny click, you know, groupie roadie, so to speak. And I know a lot about you from our, our conversations, but to see it on Wikipedia was really interesting. So um, you've played with some absolutely amazing people that I've seen you play with, like Phil Lesh, Carlos Santana, and Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, that was, that, was, fun. that was just last year. Yeah, that was fun. Well, you have been playing, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia? Most of were- is on the internet, right? Right? It's on the internet, Danny. So there's a lot of things out there that we got to talk about. That's true. It's all true. Apparently you've been playing since you were six and you taught yourself guitar. And I, as somebody who loves music, I played an instrument when I was young and had, you know, a natural gift to, to play that particular instrument. But I just, how did you teach yourself guitar at such a young age? I mean, is that innate? Do you think that we're born with that or how does that happen? Well, Two things about that. The first thing is, I was six when my brother first started to show me a guitar chord. And I was six, so it didn't really take, right? So I was Mm -hmm. six. And then I started again at 12, I think it was, 12 or 13, when I thought, okay, I actually want to do this now. Because I realized I was never going to be good at sports. I didn't care. I didn't care about sports. I didn't care about hot rods. I didn't even care about girls yet. I was 12, right? So... I was always into music and it was a big part of me and my family was very musical and I could always sing. So it wasn't an innate thing. It's just, it's just was in me. I couldn't not do it. And for lack of sounding like a person that would hate to sound like, it's just, I didn't have to work at it. It was just there. You know, it's like brain surgeons. They don't have to work on doing all those things. Their hands are steady as a rock. It's just there. Right. And yeah. artists that like Van Gogh, it's, they develop it, but it's, to have it as people call it it's just there so I didn't really I couldn't escape it and I realized early on it's like wow this is what makes me happy I seem to be okay at it I didn't have to work that hard <laughs> I don't want to like do anything else so I decided to do it again and I, my brother taught me three chords and I went from there you know I just listened to records and and made a lot of mistakes and I think it's actually a really good way to learn because if you take lessons from someone, you're getting their idea of what they think you should be doing. And and invariably, when I started teaching lessons, which I have done for the last 30 years on and off, I decided that I was going to watch people and see what they did and say, I think you should do it this way. And if that doesn't feel comfortable, then that's okay. Do it however you need to do it. But this is what I think would help you. And because people are individuals, they started doing it maybe a little bit differently than what I thought they should do, but it was who they were. So it helped them anyway. So, and I think that's what lessons are all about. Trying to get the best out of someone for whatever they're trying to learn. Just bring it out. So, but yeah, it was interesting to just do it on my own. I think I've had a couple lessons with you because I picked up the guitar at one point and I think you're oh, an amazing. I that guitar. That's a cool guitar. 
Isn't it a cool guitar? It's a, um, it's a Harmon, no Broadway Harmony. That's right. It's a steel. And I want, I do want to play guitar. That guitar um, feels hard on my fingers, but I guess you're supposed to get through that. <laughs> you should probably give it to me and we'll find you one that's easier to play. <laughs> you know what? I, have, I know you have a guitar collection, so I, I, I'm happy to come over and, and, and talk to you about that. This one is, was made by the Harmony Company. It's a, it's oh. a silver stone, but it was made in the same factory as yours, probably. This oh, is the, it looks very right? similar, actually. This is the guitar that was on Holding Up the Sun, that record. I went to the studio, went to the studio. I took like six different acoustic guitars, fancy ones and expensive ones and, you know, sort of vintage ones. And I have this one. It's a 1948. I bought it for $99 at a, at a music store in the middle of nowhere. It's like, sounds amazing. I got it for a hundred bucks. So we were doing the session and Jim Scott, the famous engineer, he did Springsteen and Tom Petty's Wildflowers and all these people. I said, well, which one do you prefer? We tried them all. He says, I like the old Silverton. This is the best one. I said, really? He said, yeah, come in and listen. I saw a listen. It's like, my God, this thing sounds amazing on tape. So that's the guitar he shows and it worked. And what's it like for you? I mean, I've often wondered, what is it like to be a musician standing on a stage and you've got thousands of people there to hear you do something that you said you couldn't help. You had to do it. You couldn't not do it. It's just your gift. It's your innate talent. What's that feel like to have that kind of a talent and people coming just to look at you and hear you and watch you? Well, there's a million different answers to that question. I'm sure everybody's answer would be different, but for me, it's, it's like a little slice of heaven on the best day and maybe a smaller slice of heaven on the worst day, because it's still heaven that I get to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's unnerving sometimes because you might not feel, you know, and I feel it that day. You might not feel great. And as you know, I sometimes forget my own lyrics. So I'm always wondering what I'm going to sing. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. And I, I love it when you do that. It's just, it makes it so real. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. All right, baby. You're just this real person <laughs> with this so, incredible you know, talent. It's always, it's always a challenge because, you know, what I was going to say earlier is like there's, there's a lot of different kinds of musicians. And for me, I am a guitar player that sings. I'm not a singer that plays guitar. There's a total difference. A singer that plays guitar is like a natural born singer. It's like that's their instrument, right? And they play guitar to accompany themselves so they can sing. Some singers don't even play an instrument. They just get up and sing. They have a band that plays with them, right? So, but I am a guitar player first. And I sing to facilitate the songs that come out of my head and my heart. And because I want it a certain way and I'm, I feel good when I sing. So I think everyone feels great when they sing. If people should try it every day to sing. If you can't sing, we don't care. It makes you feel good. It it's does. It's a scientific reality that singing every day makes a person healthier and feels good. There's nothing like singing. It's my, what I always say is nothing like singing together. It's church without the guilt. It literally <laughs> is. You can go to church anytime you want to, whatever church you choose, whatever religion you believe in. You can be in church anytime you want to sing in the middle of a hillway, a highway, or on the top of a hilltop. Wherever you want to be, it makes you feel better just to sing. So I think that is what I get from it. I get it makes me healthier. It makes me happier. It makes me feel like I'm doing what I should do on this earth, even though it's not monetarily beneficial a lot of times like i say i make like to say i make hundreds of dollars a year doing this (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it makes you feel good you know i mean i've played any kind of show you can think of i played every show there is to play i've played garage parties for 20 drunk people i've played house concert where you can hear a pin drop that are totally completely packed i've played house concerts and gigs when there's two people there so, mm-hmm. I've, and I've also played festivals with 25,000 people there screaming. It's amazing. I was kind of wondering, what does music mean to you? Like when somebody, mm-hmm. when you think of music, what does it mean to Danny Click? Well, I would probably say there's many meanings, obviously. Mm-hmm. It means happiness. It means joy. It means therapeutic release it means this is my life's work Mm -hmm. but I think more than anything else 
for me, if I had to paraphrase it and put it into words, I'd say it means getting in touch with whoever that God is out there the best way that I can. Oh, what I mean oh. to me. That just touched my heart to hear you say that. Oh, that's well, what I mean. I, just I, I feel spiritual when I'm playing, and sometimes when I forget lyrics, I'm having a good laugh, and you know, it, it's just a fun time. But it's always, it's always touching. It's always spiritual to me in a way. I, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Whatever it turns out to be out there in the great beyond when we leave this place, I think that it's. It's, it's a feeling, it's a color, it's a light, it's a being, it's something. But I think music is right there beside it. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you just said it so beautifully. I mean, this is your personal truth about what music is. And I connected with, except for my life's work, I connected with the rest of it. Because <laughs> it's not my life's work, the gift that I'm sharing with the world. But everything else you said, I was, yeah, I can see, I can see that the spirit in it and the connection with the greater being, whether it's God or universe or whatever, whatever one believes, it does seem to be a direct pathway to that connection. And so, and what inspires, you know, you do, you write a lot of your own songs, you play other songs, but you also write your songs and what, what inspires you with your lyrics and the type of music that, that you choose? Well, that's a good question. I never really thought about that. Well, you can, there's lots of different ways to be inspired. I mean, I'm inspired by the musicians that are you know, legends in their, you know, their profession. I mean, songwriters like the Beatles and Lynn McCartney and Bob Dylan and Springsteen for rock and roll. And, and uh, I loved Leonard Skinner when I was a kid, even though those songs aren't really that great. It's just an attitude more than anything else, you know. Dire Straits, when I first heard Dire Straits for the first time in my cousin's Camaro driving down the street, I made him pull the car over and say, stop, I have to hear this song. It turned out to be Sultans of Swing. And I was just blown away because I'd never heard anything that sounded like that. So I started saving to buy a Stratocaster like Mark Knopfler had when I was a kid. So that was my first introduction to that. But uh, there's a million different things. Dwayne Allman's slide playing, David Lindley's lap steel playing. I mean, uh, the voice of, of uh, John Fogarty and Eric Burden and the animals. I mean, those voices are raw and just completely rock and roll like Springsteen and John Lennon. I mean, Aretha Franklin. I like honesty. You know, it's just, if it's honest, you can tell when somebody's just really given it and it's honest. When people are real, the real music in the world that inspires us, we tend to find that it's more generally based in their life and their facts. So I write from personal observation and personal experience more than anything else. You know, there's been a lot of trials and tribulations in everyone's life, you know, but I'm just writing about mine. For example, 10 years, really personal song off Life is a Good Place is very personal. It's about me as a little 10-year-old boy, losing my brother and my father and watching my mother cope with it. That's what it's about. Not exactly good subject matter for a radio hit, right? But it's still a true, valid song. It, it, it resonates with me. But a song like uh, Great to Blue on the same record, it's just a story song that just came to me one day. It's about a woman that lost in life and she has to go home and care for her ailing mother and she hasn't got any money and she hasn't got any life and she's wondering what's going to happen. And then at the end of the story, her mother dies and leaves her all her money and all of her, all of her life, right? So she can start over. That's what the song's about. And it's not exactly radio-friendly either, but it still works to a certain degree. When you know, then on the other hand... Everything's all right on the new record, everything uh, holding up the sun record. It is a total radio song. You know, I mean, it's a positive, uplifting song that I wrote when I was having a bad day and a bad period in my life, and I was trying to figure out what's going on. And I thought, okay, everything's going to be all right. I just have to get through this. And that's when the song came out. I literally wrote, the, I literally wrote it in like twenty minutes. It was done. So it's just one of those things that comes down. And I think any songwriter that's uh, <laughs> you know, written a good song or hopefully thinks their songs are good. I mean, I like to think my songs are fairly good. I mean, I'm not Bob Dylan, but, you know, I think that they write from personal experience. And I think that they write with the hope that people are going to be able to identify with it, you know, because we all go through hard times. And I like to write with songs in, in, into my songs that they're sad, they're personal, there's tragedy, but there's a glimmer of hope in there. And we don't give up, we're going to get through it. Like life is a good place. It's about hardship. 
and getting through it. And that brand new angel learning to fly, you know, life is a good place, no matter how hard, you know, stuff like that. So I guess it's a long-winded answer to say, I just write from personal experience and, and the hope that I carry inside me because, you know, there's a lyric to a song that I've never played for anyone that I'm, I'm going to tell you, but because nobody's ever heard this song. And the lyric is, let me think about it. It always comes to me when I think about things like this, is that it's about a man talking to a woman he's in love with. And it says, you always thought you'd do better than this. And I knew I never would after one kiss from you. Aww. So that is what makes people think about what life really means to them. The person yeah. in that song, that man is in love and that's all he needs. A woman, she might need more, right? She thought she'd do better than this. And I think if you analyze lyrics, you can do it all day long. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some amazing songs out there that's just, if you listen to the lyrics instead of the beat, instead of dancing and everything else, they're really there because that person wrote it because he was hurting or he or she was hurting. And they needed to do that to make themselves feel better. So. Absolutely. I had to share joy, you know, because uh, being in love is one of the most written about things in, in music is that feeling of love and then the feeling of loss of love. And yeah. those are two of the, the, the lyrics that, you know, so many songs are about. And what you're describing, you know, music is an art form, obviously, and it's a form like paintings. When you look at a painting or you listen to a song, somebody might listen to that song of yours and they will have a certain message come to them. They'll have a certain perception and it'll mean something to them. And it may be different than what it meant to you when you wrote the song. But that's one of the things I love about art and music and anything that's interpretive is you can even know the exact lyrics, but you still can have your own experience, your own, your own vision of what that meant. And, you know, Everything's All Right is a song that I listened to a lot during the past eight months because <laughs> it's one of, I, I mean, everybody, I'm like everybody else, you know, I'm a pretty upbeat person, pretty positive, but this, this past eight months tests everyone. And there are those days when I'm trying to find that light, just a ray of light to help lift me back up too. And that song will always do it. Not only because Mm -hmm. the lyrics and not only because it says everything's going to be all right, which reminds me, you know what? It is. It is going to be all right. You know, this is temporary. Things change. But also because it makes me dance. So it shakes my hips, raises my spirits. And I'm, you know, and then there's other songs of yours that I listen to like when I, my dog passed away a few years back and he had to put her down. You have some songs that I listen to that let me get my tears out and grieve. A lot of my whole, the whole record of Life is a Good Place is about me losing my dog, Bernie. I mean, some of those songs are about Bernie. I mean, people don't know that. They think they're love songs to a woman or to someone else. But it's just me saying, I love you, my dog. I miss you. I'm a dog person, obviously. Like, yes. Like the whole the song War Horse. Bernie was the war horse. That's what we call him. He was 16 and a half years old, beat cancer once. You know, he was a tough guy, tough little guy. So, you know, music is really, it's important, you know, it's important for people. And now that the music business has kind of devalued music and music creators, it's, it's such, it's unbelievable what they've done to people creating music now. You cannot get paid. It's unbelievable. You know, I, just, I don't know how they got away with it and how they did it overnight, but they did it. So, but. Uh, it's the most important thing because if you hear a piece of music and it's important to you, it takes you back to that exact second when you heard that song and when it became to mean something to you. And you feel the exact same way when you hear it. Nothing else in the world, maybe art, maybe the person, but nothing else in the world does that to you quite like music does. Not like music. Absolutely. Not like music. I mean, it's, you know, the world without music. I mean, I just, you know, I can't even imagine what life would be like in that way. And the fact that, that we have so many different types of music and talents and genres. And I mean, I feel we're spoiled. It's a gift. It's a gift because it almost feels like, at least for me, and I, I, I would imagine for you as well, it feels like air. Like I need it. And I've been that way since I was, I always started dancing at four. Like it's just music is something that if I don't have it, it's almost like I would suffocate in some way. My soul would suffocate yeah. in some way. So yeah. it's, I'm grateful to have your CDs and to have other music, to have that in my life at this time, particularly at this time, to keep kind of lifting me up. And, you know, if you weren't a musician, 
what do you think you'd be doing? Did you have other passions, other gifts, other things that you were drawn towards at all? Well, there's several answers for that too, I guess. I'd probably be, I don't know, maybe a nomad because I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I had known music and then lost it, right? But if I'd never uh, known music, I, I, might, I might be, I liked photography when I was younger. I mm-hmm. really liked photography. Mm-hmm. Creative process again. I might run a home for animals, dogs, mm-hmm. you know, that. I might, if I hadn't touched music at all, I guess I wouldn't really know about guitars, but I'd be a guitar builder or collector or <laughs> seller or buyer or store or something. Yep. I'm, there's something that's not musical in any way. Maybe I would, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sell shoes. Would you like to see that? In the <laughs> I would shop at your shoe store. <laughs> I love shoes. <laughs> would you make them out of guitar strings or, or guitar? Well, see, I don't know about guitars, right? Because I'm a musician. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I don't know what I would do. I really don't have any idea. I mean, I can probably, I mean, when I was younger, I had a four-year scholarship to, to college, and I realized pretty soon that I was going to end up someday as a bitter band teacher. I don't want to do that, so I quit. I said, I'm going to go on the road. I went on the road and I never looked back. And I wouldn't change it for anything, right? I wouldn't exactly. go back and change my life and just be yeah. a college-educated person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's fine. But I learned much you. more playing music on the road and, and seeing people and traveling the world than any college could ever give me, right? So Yeah, I remember one of the shows that I loved watching growing up. I mean, I wasn't a young kid, but as a young adult watching Oprah's show and how she brought on so many different people from so many different walks of life. It's part of what inspired me many, many years ago to want to do something like this podcast and and now I'm doing it. But the that one of the things that a theme on her show and even on her Super Soul Sundays now often is that listening to your intuition, finding your passion, what's your purpose, what's your calling. And for those people like you who found it and are living it, it you can't imagine what else. I mean, what, there, there is no what else because this, well, this there is, is, what, there is a what else. I'm going to interrupt. Sorry. Go ahead. Music is lovely and wonderful and I found it. But I know for a fact that loving and being loved are the most important things on the planet. Music is wonderful. But if you don't have that, you're not a rich person, no matter how much money you have. And that's how I feel about that. Not that I needed to interject that, but. No, you did. I, you did. I am lucky. I'm, a ri- I'm literally the richest man I know because I get to do what I want. And I have people around me that are caring and, and loving and, you know, but loving someone and understanding that and valuing that. That's the most important thing. That sounds like a song in the making. Nah, too many songs like that already. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, that, thank you for interrupting to share that because I completely agree with that. I think, I feel that all the time, uh, how grateful and lucky I feel as well to be loved and to have people in my life and to have the opportunity to love them. Because to me, one of the things that is the greatest experience in my life is when I'm giving and loving to another person. And I am fortunate to have family and friends and then the, the work that I do is the work that I do in a nonprofit setting is, is love. It's giving, it's giving love in the form of service. So it's, we are rich. You're right. We are rich. Well, I think that's a good way to describe it. I'm giving love in the form of service too. I mean, I'm trying, I'm not trying to, but hopefully what I do makes people feel better. And if you feel better, you're going to be happier. If you're happier, you're going to be healthier. And if you're healthier, you're going to live longer and have a better life. I think that's what music does. It makes us happier and healthier and makes us live a better life. Well, so you have played with amazing musicians. You've been on the road. You have your own band. You've had another band, Danny and the Hurricanes. Danny Click and the Hurricanes. Austin, <laughs> yeah, my early Austin days, yeah. And you now have Danny Click and the Hell Yeahs. Where did the Hell Yeah come from? You, you know, that it came from, actually, if memory serves me right, I think that came from, we used to call and response with the audience, I'd say, somebody say, yeah, yeah, somebody say, hell yeah, hell yeah, and it, was, it became a thing, and uh, one day, early on, the first year or so, Tracy Blackman was in the band, and she said, you just called the band Danny Click and the hell yeah, so that's Ooh. how that came 
this just, yeah, downloaded from, <laughs> just downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. So and so you've done that and, and played for thousands of people. So, and you obviously teach, you said you've been teaching off and on for over 30 years. So what's next for Danny Click or Danny Click you know, and the Hellions? What's next? I don't know. We're going to do some more live streams until this pandemic starts to lift. I think it's going to be a while after the winter, probably in the summer, next summer, it might start to open up some. So I hope people hang on, hang in there and come back and see us when we get to actually have real life shows again. But, uh, you know, I've been thinking about alternatives to that and it will involve music to some degree. I'm going to start doing more. I've always enjoyed tinkering with guitars and rebuilding them. And, and, you know, I have clients, certain clients, and I've had clients over the, on, on and off over the years just to help them with their, with their equipment, to repair it, to fix it, to modify it, to upgrade it, to build pedal boards for them, to sell them the right things. You know, I have, I have a good relationship with a lot of companies and I can order things. And so I think I might just be, I don't know how to, what, what I would be, Guitar Nerds Incorporated, I guess. You know? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Everyday guitar. For musicians right now, they have to rethink in some ways what how to take that that passion, that gift, and their livelihood and and get it out there. And well, so this might seem like a strange question, but sure. one that I like. <laughs> okay. So who is Danny Click? Hopefully it's not the guy that owes you money. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check my, uh, my, my Oh, <laughs> wow. I've never been asked that question. You're the first person to ever ask me that question. Every interview I've ever had in my life, no one has ever asked that. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that as a good thing. I guess I would say he's the little boy that never quite grew up and grew into the person that he is and is still childlike at times and still trying to figure it out mm-hmm. what it all means and every day you get closer to that final day and you wonder if I'm going to get there if you're going to get there so Danny Click is probably the product of everything he's had to experience and everything he's had to exp- the, the, the beauty of, to experience I don't know how to answer that question. I, I guess Tough he's one. the luckiest man in the world that he's ever known, really. He's a lucky <laughs> guy. He gets to play music, and he's gotten to do a lot of things I never thought I'd get to do. Oh, you know, I love he's that. He's gotten to love a lot of people and be loved by a lot of people, and hopefully that will continue for a really long time. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we are getting close to wrapping up, and... I wanted to ask you, I ask all my guests, well, two of you now, and and I've asked myself this question, so that is all my guests so far, (laughs) me and two other people. What do you do each day to find awe in your day? You know, the Everyday Awesome podcast is not about, you know, just being happy, happy and full of joy every day. And, you know, it's not that simplistic. It's about how do you find awe in your everyday and and how to create that for you and others. And uh, how do you find awe in your everyday? You're asking some pretty big questions today. Uh, <laughs> I just basically try, uh, <laughs> I try to pick up an instrument every day and a guitar and see what comes out of it. Maybe sometimes I'm just noodling. Maybe sometimes I'm just playing a song I've already written or, or, or am still working on. I walk my dog, Sadie. Yeah. Several times a day Absolutely. in nature. And I try to reconnect with people that are important to me. Uh, I'm the youngest of nine kids. I don't know if you knew that or not. The youngest of nine kids. And I have some sisters that are considerably older than me. Because I was definitely a mistake. I wasn't supposed to be here. So Thank God you were a mistake. <laughs> oh, thank you. I always feel lucky that uh, that I made it through because my mom was 47 when she had me. Oh, my gosh. 
So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I'm here. You know, that's why. So that's why, as you know, I throw a birthday party for myself with a show every year. Mm -hmm. A big birthday bash because thank you, mom. I'm glad you stuck it out and I'm here. You know, I think that's important that we, you know, let our our mothers know that it's my birthday, but it's all because of you. So, and she's not here anymore. She's been gone for a really long time. So I'm glad to be here. You know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. So. I think, about, I think about, hopefully, the lives that I've touched and continue to touch in the world in some way. And it's like you said before we started recording, that you might touch some people in a way people do without you ever knowing it. Absolutely. It happens all the time. Even just smiling, well, under a mask, <laughs> but just smiling and saying hello to somebody or doing a kind gesture every day, literally I believe will impact and have a ripple effect to dozens to hundreds of people just because they, it ends up carrying it forward by doing something kind for someone or smiling at someone, making them feel good. Then they tend to do something. And it's just this ripple down the stream of connection in life. So I absolutely believe that. And I love, I am grateful to your mother. I am so grateful that you're here. I mean, 47. And you know what, if my mom's listening, I'm just going to say, thank you, mom. (laughs) Take this opportunity to thank her for bringing me into this world because I feel very lucky to be alive. And it's, if it wasn't for her, I mean, with some help from my father, but you know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. So thank you, Paul. <laughs> well, well uh, there's some, there's oh. a Jackson Brown lyric that just popped into my head when we were talking about that, talking about there's a reason sometimes we change people's life. We don't even know about. And Jackson Brown's lyric is in some time between the time you arrive and the time you go, may be a reason that you were alive that you'll never know. Oh, ooh, ooh, that is powerful. Did you like, you know, when I hear something powerful, words, if I read something or, or hear music that's powerful, it's like my spine tingles. It's like a, it's, I get a physical reaction. And that was profound to me. That's what it's about. Oh. That's what music is about. That's the right way to listen to music. And I always say, the sad songs are the ones that get us, right? And the profound yeah. songs. I mean, listening to, to dance mixes and all that, that's all good and fine. But you get a Bob Dylan song or a, or a Jackson Brown song or a Towns Van Zandt or whoever. Oh. The, the lyric that really touches you, that's the deal. And I always say that every song is a sad song if you listen to it correctly. Ooh, that's deep too. <laughs> See, I said that you were insightful. That was one of your eye works <laughs> and you are. And that was incredibly insightful. Well, so I'm going to wrap us up here because we're running out of time. And this, I've had numerous conversations with you over the past eight or nine years that we've known each other. I've spent time with you. Always a pleasure. But this is taken my connection and just understanding of your soul and who you are as a man and as a musician to a whole nother level. And so thank you for being so open and for taking this time to share with you, my listeners and with me. My pleasure. Absolutely. So Patricia Gill. Oh, it's a love fest on everyday. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So don't go though, because I, I want to, I think we're going to wrap up with you playing a song or playing a snippet. If you don't mind. But so what I'd like to share with you, my listener, listeners, hopefully we have more than one, (laughs) would be good. (laughs) I'd like to leave you with thoughts and actions to take away from this podcast today. So after you hit stop on this recording and you head back into your day, that I hope that you will take away something that can elevate your day, inspire your soul and elevate your mood. So the three takeaways I'd like to ask you to do today, and maybe even do these every day, if you're so inspired, you know, remember something that you are super passionate about, that you love or loved doing, but that you just maybe haven't found the time lately to do it. And once you remember what that is, make a plan and do it, do it now. You know, just like a Jackson Brown lyric that Danny just said, you know, we have this time that we don't know how much time we have and we don't, you don't want to waste that time and we don't know who we can touch with that time and why we're coming into each other's lives or what to do with that, that time. It's time is the one thing we can't get back. So do it now. And I love that quote, when is now a good time to go after what you want to do? 
You know, so Danny has shared that gift since he was very young. He knew what he wanted to do and he just hasn't turned back. And thank God, thank God he didn't for those of us who get to enjoy his music. The other thing I'd ask you to do is something Danny even mentioned too, is to step outside for a few minutes. Take a walk or if you just get outside, close your eyes, breathe fresh air and listen to the sights and sounds around you. It's one of the things I do to bring awe in my everyday is I literally go outside in nature and I look for beauty. I just literally look for something that I find to be of beauty. And I call it kind of the music of the outdoors. So do that, being truly present in the moment and grateful to be alive. Because, Danny, right, life is a good place. Life is a good place. Life is a good place. And one other thing you can do, folks, if you're, if you're stuck in a pandemic and you live alone and you can't see your friends and your family or whatever, go down and adopt a rescue dog because they will bring you more joy than you could ever imagine. And you'll save you know what? dog. You are so right. I have my little, my little Yodi dog here sitting here listening (laughs) and I, and she's a rescue. I totally agree with you. And that is an awesome thing to do. So that's number three is get yourself a rescue animal. But if you can't do that, the other number three can be check out Danny's song. Well, check out all his songs, to be honest. I recommend all of his songs, but if you're really just struggling to find some on your day, listen to everything's all right. Play it real loud and dance around your house to it. Like nobody's watching you. That's Just right. Let loose, let loose and, and, and film sing, it and send it to us sing. and we can have a good time with you. <laughs> Just feel the joy of incredible music that reminds us that everything is all right. And it sing, right. like Danny said, right. everything's going to be all right. play that song now then? Should we play everything's all right? Ooh, yeah, play that. And before you, you go to that, I want to end on your song, Danny. So for you, the listener, I know you're sitting here just or, or driving in your car, or whatever you're doing, listening to this, and you're wondering, how the heck can I find Danny Click in the Hell Yes? Where do I find his music? How can I learn more about him? So Danny, where would you direct people to find more about you and to access your music? Well, there's a few ways. My website is one that I don't update it that often, but uh, there's no dates that are popping up for live shows anymore because we're not playing because of the pandemic. But my website, www.dannyclick.com. There's a lot of information, bio. You can listen to sound samples. There's reviews and press and photos and, you know, all the stuff most websites have. And you can also just search on YouTube, Danny Click or Danny Click and the Hell Yeah's, and tons of videos will come up. You just want to search in general. There's lots of articles and, and uh, date notices and things that we used to play, uh, shows that have in the past. But, uh, you know, you can also go to my Patreon site. I started you know, the Patreon page, yes. site www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Danny Click. You can sign up for, I think it's as little as $5 a month, and you get, I do videos and put up things that only Patreon folks can see and hear and photos and from the past and songs and snippets. Maybe I'll put the link up to this if that's okay with you. That would be great. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put the links when I announce the podcast episode and I'll share that. And I know I listen to you. I have all of your CDs, so I've purchased your music, which I highly recommend people do just to support the artists. But I know I also listen to you on Pandora and I purchase from Apple Music. So there are many ways to hear your music to support you, but also to listen and get a sense of, of your talent in other forums too. So... Oh, this has been so great. This has been so great. So we're going to end with a song. And so before we do that, Danny, I want to thank you again for being my guest. Absolutely. Always, always a pleasure. And I'm so glad that it was a pleasure for Um, you too. What's your favorite song? What would you like me to play? Well, I would love to have you play Everything's All Right because of the timing and the uplifting nature of what, you know, our conversation is what we want to do for you, the listener today is to elevate your your mood and ignite your soul as you hit stop okay. on this podcast today. Uh, but my favorite song, one of my favorite songs I have to say is, so Without You, is that the name of it? Without You? Without You, yeah. Yeah. That song, musically, is one of my absolute favorites because I feel like it highlights your immense talent, your immense talents musically, but I mean vocally, it's another vocal sound that you have that you don't hear in all your records or your other songs. 
So I really love your voice in that one. And I love the blend of electric guitar and then there's acoustic and you're coming high and low and loud and quiet. And there's so much happening in that song from my experience. I do love it, but I also holding up the sun is, is one of my favorites. And then what you have that song about who's going to take me home when I'm drunk. I like that song too. (laughs) Well, I actually didn't write that song, but that's a great song. It's fun to play live. It's very rocking. It's very rocking. The dance of that one, don't you? Y'all. I I dance. You know what? Quite honestly, I can dance to almost all your songs because That's I can it. I can dance to classical. I can dance to almost anything. So my body responds to rhythm and to mu- it just responds to it's any. Awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm, lucky I'm the lucky one here. I get to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm big and famous doing this, or not big, but just famous, <laughs> it'll be a. People will come back and listen to this. And so I want to thank you again. Your music has lifted my soul and shaken my hips for many years now. And I am grateful to have wandered into the sleeping lady, you know, eight, nine years ago. And for you, our listener, thank you for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed this time with my guest, Danny Click. Join me again for the next episode. Here is to finding some awe in your every day. And this is Trisha G signing off until we meet again. Stay tuned and listen to this amazing song from Danny Click. It's a gift in your day. Take it away, Danny. Thank you, Patricia. Well, where I grew up, there wasn't much to do. I found myself one of the troubled few thinking everything is all right. Yeah, but I grew up fast, still got a few scars Probably saved my life playing this guitar Cause everything seems to be going all right They think the world should wear a crown. They think everything they do is alright. Yeah, we all got a few doubts, got a few fears. Don't let them win and they'll just disappear. Cause everything's gonna be alright. Yeah, it'll be alright. It'll be just fine. Just wipe your eyes and take your time. Cause Everything's alright Yeah, keep your eye on the phone No matter where you are One step at a time It ain't that far Everything's alright Well, this world, it'll give you trouble Make you wait around Just keep on climbing, baby But you know, I hit a hard patch once upon a time. This big old world, it'll make you cry. But I made it through all right. Yeah, cause it ain't about money. It ain't about gold. It's about your friends and the love you hold. Cause everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, cause everything gonna be alright. It'll be alright, it'll be just fine. Just wipe your eyes and take your time. Cause everything's alright. Well, keep your eye on the ball, no matter where you are. One step at a time, it ain't that far. Everything's all right. Yeah, cause everything is 
I muted the mic, but man, I was singing. (laughs) I saw you singing. I was singing. Danny, thank you so much for that. And I know the sound quality is not at all really showing your your talent because we're on these, you know, our phones or our computer. But that was amazing. Thank you so much. And you. you, the listener, go buy that song <laughs> buy that song and have it you know maybe set it as your alarm every day in fact i'm gonna for figure, the price gonna... of 99 cents everything can be all right yeah <laughs> it's a special it's, it's a special pretty cheap to making everything all right at least all for right. a little while <laughs> all Danny, commercial baby we're just here to make some money there you go. It's all about the money. Although I love that line in your song about it ain't about money. It ain't about gold. It's about your friends and the love you hold. Love you hold. And yeah. that is what we're going to leave you with today. All right. Thank you, Danny. Love Thank you. you. Thank you, listeners. You. All right. Trisha G signing off. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Hey there. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Everyday Awesome. How lucky are we to have had this conversation today, learning, growing, and being inspired together. I am so grateful to have had this time with you. And if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend, family member, neighbor, or what the heck, share it with a stranger. (laughs) And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, suggestions for future guests you'd love to hear from, comments or feedback for me you can reach me directly at everyday awesome with trisha g at gmail.com thanks for listening and let's make everyday awesome <laughs>